0: You're listening to the DCC Sermon
1: Podcast. For more information on Dayton Christian Center, you can visit dcctx.church. Now let's join in for this week's message. Thank you, there, Kobe. I've got that $20 bill for you right after church. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> what an honor. Uh, As Ray sets up my... I don't know about y'all, but I like visual. You know, that's just kind of the way I learn and seeing things. But I've got a message today. It's called Spit the Bait. Okay? And you might be thinking, Spit the Bait? What the heck?" Just hang with me. We're going somewhere, all right? So uh, look at your neighbor and say, Spit the Bait. Spit the Bait. Okay. Turn with me to uh, James chapter 1 verses 13 through 15. Man, what an awesome job, praise and worship do each and every time. And, and what I want to talk about today, it has to do about, you know, all we need is Jesus. That's what it boils down to. And uh, just being in His presence and getting closer to God and the things of God. <laughs> if you're there, James chapter 1, verse 13 through 15, I'm, uh, out of the Amplified, look what it says right here. It says, Let no one say, When he is tempted, I am tempted from God, for God is incapable of being tempted by what is evil, and he himself tempts no one. Verse 14, But every person is tempted when he is drawn away, enticed, and baited by his own evil desire, his lust, or his passions. Then the evil desire when it has conceived gives birth to sin and sin when it is fully matured brings forth death." That verse 14, we're talking about being baited or enticed. Now, being a bass fisherman, <clears throat> that's the whole deal. And it amazes me how here you are, got a fishing pole with some string, you got a lure on it. The lure is it's not real. OK, so you throw this bait out there trying to get these fish to react to bite something that's false. OK, so and and if you look, the the word uh, lure it's called a type of bait used in fishing. OK, and I never read this part, but it says to tempt a person or animal. OK, to do something or to go some somewhere. Okay, now if you look at bass fishing, it, it, sometimes they, they cooperate, sometimes they don't. I went out to my pond yesterday and they didn't wanna play. So I'm sitting there throwing baits about two, three hours and didn't get a bite. But that happens. But so in life, uh, it, the enemy is always trying to throw baits in our face to try to get us to bite. Okay, and if you look at this YouTube video, I think it's pretty. I don't know if y'all have ever seen a bass. They've got that queued up. If you look at this, this is how it looks underwater when a bass fish is being enticed. Watch this white bait come. Coming shortly. Watch. See, here it comes. The bass just sitting there swimming. Look at there. And you see that? He nipped at it. He didn't get it. The replay, same deal. He nips at it, didn't get it. The hook is further up on the line. Okay? And then you got this angle here. Same deal. He bumped it. He didn't get it. But look right here. On this third try, He bumps it again. So he didn't take the whole bait. But then this last time, he just can't handle it. He takes the bait, he's gone. Okay? So that's what we've got to be careful in life, that we don't take the bait. And I've literally seen videos, fish, they inhale that bait and they spit it out. So as a bass fisherman, you're sitting there, you're casting and reeling, and 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 all of a sudden you feel that bump or that bite, and that's when you say, you set the hook, and that's when you've seen the fish take off. <clears throat> so, uh, and you got this picture also. I got a little story I want to start off with. This is a cow of mine. Her name was Tag, okay? Easy keeper, you know, eats well, good, you know, throws good calves and all that, and uh, she, uh, her, her name now is chatterbait. Okay. And I'll share with you why, uh, her name has been changed. So uh, I've got a pond at the house and there's times I'll go out there just to uh, relax. I ride my four wheeler out there. And, uh, about five years ago when I first bought them, I ride out there and, uh, Picture this as a four-wheeler, okay? So i am right out there got my four-wheeler and I've got my baits hanging off the front. So I'm sitting here and and and, and I, I throw this one. Oh, watch out. Jim, <laughs> <laughs> Jim, could you get that for me real quick out of that tree? <laughs> That there you go, Jim, cut the bait and I'll, I'll just <laughs> And that hook, it don't have a barb. Yeah, it don't, it don't have. Darn, brother. Dang it, I should have practiced that before I did this. <clears throat> Shoot, See, y'all do know, I end up in the trees sometimes and it's shallow. Don't be bad man, y'all do it too. But anyway, so anyway, just something like this you know, and, and, I, and I, I throw it out there. So I'm sitting there and and I'm about 10 foot from my four-wheeler and I'm sitting there and riddling it in, you know, waiting for that bite, that bump or whatever. Well, I notice my cows are slowly coming to my four-wheeler and that's not unusual. They're just curious animals. So they come over there and uh, they get closer and closer. I'm like, what the heck, you know? And so they come up there, they smell the wheel, they smell, you know, this and that. Well, this bait here, this is a chatterbait, okay? It's a souped up spinnerbait, got a little blade on it. So it's just hanging there uh, on on that four-wheeler. And uh, so I'm sitting there and, and they get closer and closer. Well, Tag, she starts looking at that bait and I'm sitting there fishing. I'm like, what is she doing, you know? So she gets closer and closer. So me, I was trying to, I went, ha, like that to Sharam to get them to move. Well, when I went, ha, like that, she opened her mouth and sucked that bait in her mouth and took off. So here in my pole is going out in the pasture, jerking and popping There, everything. She's bucking and mooing and all that. And I'm thinking, what in the heavens is going on? I'm sitting here trying to enjoy evening fishing or whatever. And so and finally the string breaks. Well, then she's walking around with the chatterbait in her mouth. And I'm thinking, Oh my Lord, what? I've never had this happen to me. You know? So I'm thinking, well, first of all, I just bought them a couple years ago. I'm thinking, man, surely I don't want him to swallow it and die or something. It's got a big hook, you know? And so first of all, I called David and David didn't answer his phone. So I called Kobe. I said, Kobe, I've got an issue here. <laughs> so I said, uh, I said, look, you might not believe it, but my cow, my cow's got a fish bait in its mouth. And and I hear, (laughs) I'm like, I'm serious, Kobe. So at the time I didn't have no pens built or anything. I'm thinking, how am I gonna get this bait out of this cow's mouth, you know? So anyway, they come over. Uh, They brought a horse and all that. Well, they decide, I had a four-wheeler, so they tie the rope off to the four-wheeler and they're bucket-fed cows. So she's walking around there eating, shaking her head, trying to get the bait out and all that. Well, I finally dumped the feed in the bucket and they all come. And I said, look, there she is right there. She got the bait hanging. So Kobe finally ropes her and man, the rodeo's on. But man, she's belling and all that. The four wheeler's spinning around and it's rodeo, you know? So we're trying to rope her back feet. She finally falls over and we finally jump on her and, and, and get her down. Well, lo and behold, there's no bait in the mouth. I'm like, okay, what the heck? You know, so we finally take the rope off and, and, and uh, you know, a week later I found that bait laying on the ground. So she spit that bait. And that's what I want to talk about. We have to be very careful. When sin tries to come against us, we need to spit the bait. Okay? I mean, man, I've caught some good fish on that chatterbait. But man, that's a cow catching suckers, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'm like, really? So anyway... that. The, the enemy is always trying to throw different types of baits, lures, entice us to bite so he can get us into sin or walking in unforgiveness. Different types of baits or lures. Porn It's free. Okay, It can be by the convenience of your phone, your computer. Uh, lying. You ever notice when you lie, you got to tell another lie to cover the other lie? Yeah. Different baits like that. Uh, cheating, uh, commit adultery. Uh, and, and we got to be very careful that, you, you know, I've heard, okay, pastor, I, I'm a Christian. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't lie. I don't cheat. I don't commit adultery. I don't watch porn. But the bait I want to deal with today is talking about the spirit of offense. And this is something that people it needs to be talked about in the church. I mean, in the world today, there are some people that are offended. Right. they walk around hurt, resentful, and I mean a lot of times it's just something simple, something that was said, wrong or with the wrong attitude, the wrong uh, tone, uh, misunderstanding, whatever it may be. but there's people out there that are hurt and it breeds, the spirit of offense, it breeds resentment, bitterness, and unforgiveness. And, uh, and they, you ever been around offended people? I mean, it's like walking on eggshells. You know, it's like, man, you got to be careful what you say, what you, and I understand as Christians, you know, we're, we're, we are the spirit, fruit of the spirit is kindness, gentleness, I mean, Missy's finally gotten to where she don't hurt my feelings. and I don't get offended when she talks to me certain ways. You know, I'm like, girl, you need Jesus. No. But we got to be very careful. The definition, I believe some people are going to be set free by the power of God today. Yes. This is something simple, but I'm telling you, like it says, oh, I want to make room for God. Yeah. And if you're holding bitterness and resentment by something that was said. I mean, I heard one story. Uh, pastor has an altar call and ladies sobbing, <laughs> and finally gets up to her to pray for. Her and she, oh, it was something my husband said fourteen years ago. <laughs> really? <laughs> and you ain't got over that yet? Come on, I'm just saying. Definition of being offended. It says to cause a person to feel hurt, angry or upset by something said or done. If you ever get a chance, it's a book called The Bait of Satan. It's called Living living Free from a Deadly Trap of Offense and it's written by John Bevere. If you ever get a chance, read that book. We read that book years ago and it's something simple, but I'm telling you, there's people out there and it might very well be you. People have been hurt in churches that they've been through. Pastors have said things or uh, certain people in the church have said things, done things that you've been offended. But I believe you're going to be set free of that today. And it's, and it's amazing how simple something can be. Just last year, got a new job, got a new phone. So uh, I'm being communicative with my church folk Okay, so I send my number, and I say, "Hey, look, got got a new phone. Uh, this is my number if you never if you need to get a hold of me." So uh, I send the text out. No big deal. <clears throat> Day goes by, no response. So I'm thinking, well, that's odd. You know, I mean, I feel I'm a team player here. Been here 17, 18 years. You know. <laughs> I'm just being real. (laughs) But so I sit there and then two day goes by, still no response. I'm thinking, okay. (laughs) So just like that fish, I was bumping that bait. I was like, man, I can't believe, you know, really? So third day goes by, still no response. (laughs) By this time I'm thinking, really? come on. I mean, I was a little butthurt. Or, Can you say that? Oh, well, I guess I did. <laughs> we'll just have to edit that. I was. I ain't gonna lie to you. I was a little butthurt. I was like, I mean, come on, man. Really? So, I talked to my, and I, I don't find myself a very easily offended person, but something simple like that a text message. What do you do when you're not responded to in the time that you or you're not invited to the party that everybody else is going to, or how do you respond? And uh, so I talked to my wife. I said, hey, look, I, I sent this text out three days ago. hadn't got a response. She said, well, just bump them. Bump them, ask them if they received it. Okay. So I said, hey, did y'all receive this? And man, I started getting thumbs up. Yeah, yeah, you know. So uh, I finally, I felt better, a little bit better. <laughs> They finally acknowledged me. Okay, yeah, we got it. We got your number. If we need to call you, just, you know. Everybody wants to be loved. Yeah. So anyway, just something simple like that. Be careful that we, we don't take the bait. Because I was fixing to, and I could have, well, I can't blame church folk, man. All I do over there, well, I, you know, be offended, be hurt, angry, not being able to get more of God's grace and mercy, love in our lives. Come on now, I'm, I'm preaching to somebody. So turn with me to 1 Corinthians, verse 13, four through five. Look at this. Look at this. It's talking about, this, this is love chapter, verse four. It says, love endures long and is patient and kind. Love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy. is not boastful or vainglorious. Does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. It is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way. For it is not self seeking. It is not touchy, amen, or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of evil done to it and it pays no attention to a suffered wrong. So therefore, it takes no account. That's what love does. I've heard the story about the one gentleman He said, man, I don't know, man. My wife's a historian. I'm like, my wife's a historian? Yeah. She keeps track of every wrong that I've done. <laughs> and she brings it up <laughs> when we have our little intense fellowship. <laughs> Do you have a wife like that? Don't let your hands, don't let your hands... So we've got to let that stuff go. Husbands, wives, we're gonna let that stuff go. And, the, and a lot of times you just need to communicate it. Just talk, that's the whole deal is communicating. Say, hey man, you hurt my feelings when you told me that or said that this way. There's always gonna be an opportunity to be offended as long as we're on the earth and dealing with fallen man. And some offenses are big, some are small. But we have the choice to take the bait or spit it out. OK? Uh, turn with me, Matthew chapter 16. Verse 23, 21 through23. This is uh, Jesus, he's uh, talking about future events. what's fixing to happen? Look at this. It says, From that time forth, Jesus began clearly to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders and of the high priests and the scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised from the dead. Then Peter took him aside. Man, Peter, (laughs) he took him aside, began to speak to him privately and began to reprove and charge him sharply saying, God forbid, Lord, This must never happen to you. Look what Jesus' response. But Jesus turned away from Peter and said to him, Get thee behind me, Satan. Holy moly, I would have lost about 50% of us. We don't go around saying, Get thee behind me, Satan. Okay, but Peter had a choice to spit the bait or continue following Jesus. He says, you are, and then Jesus says, "You You are in my way, an offense and a hindrance and a stare to me. For you are, Mining what partakes of the nature and quality of God, but not of men. Peter didn't understand that. Jesus had to go to the cross and die and be raised again the third day so that all of us could be saved. Peter wasn't looking at it in the spiritual. He was looking at it. He's, and I understand Peter. He was like, man, I'm a guard Jesus. There's no way. This can't happen, Lord. Yeah. But it had to. And there's small things and big things. You know, I've often heard people say, well, well, pastor didn't say hello to me this morning. Guess what? He didn't say hello to me this morning either. There's times <laughs> that David, I mean, he doesn't say hello. There's some time he doesn't shake my hand, but that shouldn't make me go, well, golly, I can't. Pastor gets busy. I, I got, I got, I got a, a solution. Why don't we go up and shake his hand? Say, hello, pastor. How are you doing this morning? See, simple things like that, we can get offended. Little bitty things like that. You know, and people are hurt. Leaving churches for, pastor didn't acknowledge me this morning. Is it about you? (laughs) Me? I mean, it's about, I mean, we get busy. He gets busy, you know. And, And I know I've heard different stories. You know, you might have a father or mother with loose lips, diarrhea of the mouth. I've heard people say this. You're trash. You'll never amount to nothing. You were an accident. How crushing that somebody could say something like that. And you might be here today that I, I, I'm, you, your parents might have told you this. but I'm here today to tell you that you're not a piece of trash. You are not an accident. You're in the divine plan of God and you're here for a purpose and a plan. And God has a way that he wants to glorify his son through you. God has a plan for you. And there's sometimes, we need to just let that stuff go. Need to let that stuff go. Whatever the case, big or small, when we've been hurt by others, we have to make the choice to forgive and let it go. And I want to close With his clothes, with also Matthew chapter six. I don't know about y'all, but I want more of God. And this is something that's minor. Like I said earlier, you, you can say, well, I don't watch porn. I don't do this. I don't do that. There are well, good deserving people out there that don't know the Lord that aren't caught up in those vices. But something, something as simple as taking the bait of offense. And, and if you don't watch it, it will, it will fester, it will grow and you become hard, calloused. You're not willing to love one another. I mean, we should be the most loving caring people, not only for the world, but for our our church folk. Now, don't get me wrong. We need to be careful about what we say. We should speak with kindness and love, gentleness, even in our marriages. we We need to be careful what we say. Because like the Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. Are you building your wife up, your husband up? you respecting them or are you tearing them down? Matthew chapter six. Look at this. Verse 14 and 15. It says, for if you forgive people their trespasses, their reckless and willful sins, leaving them letting them go, and giving up resentment. Your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, their trespasses, their reckless and willful sins, leaving them, letting them go, and giving up resentment, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. Something as simple as that, forgiving one another and letting it go, not just, when you truly forgive somebody and let it go, when their name comes up, it doesn't make you go. I don't know about you, but I don't wanna wanna hold on to, and and that's what the devil tries to do. He tries to make you hold on to these little offenses and and get out of walking in love and and, and more of the things of God close this last scripture, Matthew chapter 24. And it's talking about the signs of the end of the age. Verse three and four, look at this. It says, while he was seated, Jesus, on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately and said, tell us when will this take place and what will be the sign of your coming and an- And of the end or the completion, the consummation of the age. Jesus answered them, Be careful that no one misleads you, deceiving you and leading you into error. Drop on down to 9 through 12. Look what it says here. Then they will hand you over to suffer affliction and tribulation and put you to death, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be. Offended, and replied and repelled and will begin to distrust and desert him whom they ought to trust and obey and will stumble and fall away and betray one another and pursue one another with hatred. And many false prophets will rise up and deceive and lead many into error. And it says, and the love of the great, pe- uh, th- the love of the great body of people will grow cold. Because of the multiplied lawlessness and iniquity. I don't know about you, but I don't want my love to grow cold. And in the day and time that we live in, there's people just easily offended. Yeah? You want to say something? Go ahead. I do this, but I just don't like the Lord to do this. This is okay. He's got a mic.
2: But what if you are offended? I'm offended. Do you stuff it that doesn't work, as you probably well know? You know, It comes out one way or another. If you just say, I'm, not, I'm gonna act like I'm not offended, but I really am offended. Well, then you take it to the Lord, who is the I am. I am everything you need. Right. And you, you work through it with prayer. Lord, I'm offended at this person. They did this, or they said this, or they didn't include me, or whatever it right. might be. And you work with him with the Lord through prayer and you pray for that person and and, and you but you're honest. Yeah. I'm offended. Right. right. And I need your help to work right. through this. That's because right. I am offended. Yeah. And through prayer and a process, he will get you through it. That's right. And then one day you'll look up and you'll say, Oh, I don't yeah. have any hard feelings for right. that person. I've forgiven yeah. them. That's right. But it is a choice. It starts with a choice. Right. And and through prayer and just being honest. Yeah. It don't don't act like, well, I'm not offended. Well, well I really am offended. I'm not going to. And so if, it, it, it takes that honesty with the Lord. He is your I am. He will help you. But it starts with a choice of wanting to forgive that person or to, to be right. unoffended. That's right. <laughs> That's
1: good. That's, That's good, good Mary. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, it, that, that's what it's about. being, <laughs> Mike, that's, that's what it's about, being honest with God. And we can be honest, you know, with God. God has no problem with that. And uh, first of all, it's just admitting that, hey, I've been offended. You know, I've been hurt. You know, don't let it get to the part of anger and resentment. You got I'm a, something? I'm
0: going to stay away from the polls just in case I get entangled. And I have learned, piggybacking on Mary, is that um, we don't like confrontation, or for the most part, people don't like confrontation. But Jesus told Peter, he said, get thee behind me, Satan. Now you all know, if that had been told to you, you'd have been like, I can't believe you said that and maybe turned around and walked out. There is a time that communication... Kent and I talk about this in our Forever One group, that communication is explaining something to someone in such a way that they understand you, that you don't have to explain that again, right? Because you know what I'm saying. So communication sometimes needs to be done when you're offended, just like Jesus talked to Peter. It can be like, you know, i got to get this off my chest. It really hurt my feelings when you said this. And for me, as talkative as I am, I don't like confrontations because I don't want to hurt somebody. And I, I, it takes me a long time to get really mad. And then when I get mad, and can't contest it it's very rare that I get mad. But when I do, I flip out. I'm just like, I've probably Amen. been mad like Amen. three Amen. <laughs> I've probably been mad like three times in the thirty-six years that we've been together. Yeah. But he remembers each of those yes. times because I just twist off because I just don't get mad. So and because I try to communicate when my feelings are hurt. Like I I, I felt like when you said that, like this is what I felt. And it's just offense keeps you from communicating. And offense stops you from building to another level. The word talks about we go from glory to glory. It's not just your appearance. It is relationship. And what's the currency of the kingdom? Relationships. kingdom, Relationships. So don't be offended and stop the relationship. Confrontation is a harsh word, but it can be done in love. And it can be done, I'm not telling you that to... Ridicule you or to get you to straighten up, woman. I'm telling you, this is the way I feel, and then what he does with it is his responsibility with God,
1: right? Yeah, all right, thank you, honey. Oh. Jessica,
3: <laughs> um, so with all that. <laughs> Um, God really dealt with me on being offended, and offense keeps you tied down. I mean, you're literally chained down, and it is so uncomfortable um, to be here and to be offended. Um, but um, He, going through it and fighting, somebody needs to know, like I did, that it is very simple. You can lay it down. If you give it to Him, because a lot of times when we're offended, we're like, well, why do they keep doing that? Why do they keep saying that? Why does it not matter that they're saying that? Why am I continuing to be hurt? And God said, it's mine. Let me have it. I'll take care of it. And it really is that simple to just let him have it. You get freed up, and then he deals with where you got offended. And really, that's none of your business anyways so it is so freeing to just let him have it and go on about it
1: that's right that's That's right (laughs) yeah Yeah, it is it's freeing and that's what God wants because when you have a fence you don't have room for his love more of his love more of his grace more of his mercy and I don't know about you, but I don't, want, I don't want something as simple as that as a text message to keep me from growing in the things of God. And uh, I want to close. Uh, I heard this story. Y- y'all, y'all can stand up. I heard this story. They were catching these monkeys, okay? Okay. And the way they would do it is they had this log. And what they would do is they'd cut a hole in the log and they'd put a banana in that hole, in that log. So therefore, monkeys like bananas, right? So he, the monkey comes up, puts his hand in to get the banana. Well, they made it just big enough to where he couldn't get it out. So here he is kicking and beating and all that. And, and if he only would let the banana go, but he was wanting that banana so much, he had a, such a grip on it that he wouldn't let it go. And that was able to trap him. That's how the people would come and get him. Wow. So I believe that there's some people here. You need to let it go. No matter how big, how small it may be, I I, I really believe. And as we pray, I, I just pray right now, Father, I believe there's some people here that have been offended over their lifetime, Father, and they have been holding on to it. I believe there's some people here you haven't talked to your mom, your dad in years, sister, brother, because of something that was said, something that was done. You need to let it go. Today is your day. Today is, is, is we're gonna make room for God. You need to let that go. It's just like a cancer. It's been hurting you. you you've been uh, angry. And every time you see them or you hear their name, it makes you, you shake inside. You need to let that go. Now, if there's anyone here, I'm not going to call you up or anything like this. But what I do want you to do, I want you to lift your hand. If that's you, please lift your hand up. Is there anybody here that you're offended? Yes, I see that hand. I see that hand. Now, as an act of faith, what I want you to do is, is I want you to, to, to point your hand toward the ground. You've got your hand closed and you need to drop it. You need to let it go. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. From this day forward, you have let that go and you'll never bring it up again. You need to let that person go. You need to let that offense go and you're gonna move on with God and the things of God. Father, I just thank you and I praise you. I thank you, Father, that we're not easily offended. Father, we're a loving people. We love each other. Even like you while we were yet sinners, you still loved us. And Father, you don't keep track of our records. When we repent of it and we let it go, you forget it. You let it drop. And Father, I thank you that we can be just as you are, Father, in letting things go. And that we can be free and that we can receive more of you into our lives, Father. Because nothing else will do but you. And Father, we just thank you and we praise you In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We love y'all, guys. God bless y'all. We are so glad that you chose to tune in with us this week. We hope that today's message left you challenged, encouraged, and inspired. If you enjoyed today's message and would like to hear more, you can find us wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts, as well as on YouTube. Thanks again for listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast.